Now, an uncomfortable truth that every single man is going to have to come to terms with is that women will always find a reason to leave you. Now, I'm going to be breaking this down and explaining it step by step exactly why this is. And what I'm going to be doing is showing you ways that you can actually come to terms with this logically. And on top of that, come to terms with this rationally. That way you are not bitter, you're not resentful, and that way you can actually help your dating life at a way quicker pace than majority of all other men simply by understanding the world and how it works and understanding the deep down psychological truths of female nature that every single man will be forced to learn and forced to understand because if you choose to neglect these areas, as soon as you step out there in the real life dating game and have real life dating interactions, you will notice that all of these things are true. Now, if you have not yet joined us inside of the MBT Masculine Behavioral Technique community, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to go down below and register for that free webinar training presentation that I put together for you. Inside of that, not only do I show you hundreds of other men who have been using this system and actually getting results in their dating life, but I'm even going to show you why MBT, Masculine Behavioral Techniques, is the fastest and best way to get dating success that will last a lifetime. Let's dive in. Okay, now in this video, I'm going to be showing you why women will always find a reason to leave you, and the first concept that we have to address, internalize, come to terms with, and understand as a man, is that the lowest ROI thing that you can do as a man, and for those of you who don't know, ROI stands for Return on Investment, the lowest return on investment thing that you can do in your life as a man is attempt to keep or attempt to please a woman. This is virtually impossible. Now, for those of you wondering why, I'm going to explain why. The reason why is because majority of the time, they are consistently unhappy. Okay, say this with me one more time and actually like open your eyes and just like look around. When you go out to a bar, when you go out to a club, when you go out to a house party, when you are talking to, you know, whoever it may be in your social group or in your friend group, you're going to notice a lot of them always have problems. They love problems. They thrive off problems because problems bring emotional turmoil and now they have something to fix. Okay, this keeps them occupied. Women want to fix the internal world. Men oftentimes want to build or fix the external world. This is why men build businesses and women build relationships. Now, not everybody is super solid in their own, you know, masculine to feminine dynamic. That's why some men are not very good at building things and other women are not the best at building relationships either. Vice versa, both, you know, at, from time to time are not necessarily optimized. However, majority of the time women are consistently unhappy. So what you got to know and what you got to understand is that it is in their nature to be unhappy. And I will explain why. Okay. If women are happy, okay, stick with me here. If they are happy, they find ways to get very bored very quickly and become unhappy almost on purpose. What you have to realize is if they're happy, they are trying to have their internal peace disrupted as soon as possible to slowly become unhappy. So that way they now have something new to focus on, a new emotion to chase or something new to thrive off of, okay? If you're wondering why this is, it's because hypergamy optimizes for the best. Say this with me one more time. Hypergamy consistently will be optimizing for the best. What is going on in her mind 24 seven as you are right there in front of her is she is sitting there looking at you going, is this the best that I can do? Is this the best guy I can get? Is this the best guy I can maintain? Is this the best relationship I can possibly get into? Even if it's something short term, she's sitting there looking at you compared to all of the other men at the social event and saying, if I decide to, you know, sleep with this guy or I decide to go out and have a crazy adventure with him tonight, 
is he the best that I can do tonight right here in front of me? This is what she's asking herself. So if they're unhappy, it is basically in their nature to consistently try to be that way because they're optimizing hypergamy and she's weighing her options for her hypergamous best. Stick with me on this because it will make sense. She wants her internal emotions to be actively impacted by the world. She wants that man who's in that bar or that house party or whatever to sweep her off her feet. She wants to consistently be at the effect of the world. Women very rarely want to be the active driving force in their own life. What tends to happen is they're waiting for the world to almost come to them. This is just their natural dynamic. This is their natural tendencies. So here's why they will always try to find ways to exit or they will just exit as time goes on. It is virtually impossible for a man to satisfy every single aspect of hypergamy at any given situation in any given time. Say this with me one more time. It is virtually impossible for a man to satisfy each aspect of hypergamy in any given situation at any time. I will give you an example. Let's say you have a girl and she is dating her boyfriend, okay? And let's say they've been together for one year. Now, let's say the reasons why she gravitated towards him is because he's loud. Okay, he gets a lot of attention, therefore she finds that socially attractive. He's super charismatic and a lot of people respond well to him and on top of that, he's the life of the party. However, what comes with this is she notices he's mostly drunk. However, he is a social alpha purely because the men respond well to him and he gathers attention from other women. So at this point, hypergamy satisfied and she thinks, hey, you know, if I'm not with this guy, a different girl will be because I can see that there's attraction going on. I can see that he can generate options and attention. I'm going to stay, okay? This is how it works in the real world. Now, let me give you an example. However, let's say a year goes by, she starts to get slowly bored or she's complacent being with him and it doesn't feel like there's any growth in the relationship. Oftentimes you'll hear women say like, I feel like we're not making progress in our relationship. Now all of a sudden, that same house party or that same bar, that same club, you get a rich business guy, he walks in. He's got a Rolex on, a suit and a tie, and he just parked his Bentley. Instantly, she sees the money and the, the status signals of wealth. Now she's gonna notice that her loud, drunk boyfriend, despite him being a social alpha, she's gonna look down and go, he doesn't have any of these things. And now here's what happens. In the back of her brain, that what if factor kicks in. That what if factor kicks in and she starts looking at that guy and she goes, what if that's a better situation? What if I like him more? What if I'm more stable with him? What if I have a better future with him? However, stick with me here because this is not always how it goes. The complacency kicks in no matter who you are. So what I mean by this is if she thinks, you know, that guy's more attractive in this situation, if we reverse this, let's say she spent one year dating the rich, successful business guy, she will most likely grow bored of him as well. And now what happens is if she gets a different guy who walks into a bar or a club and he's the loud social alpha, okay, she might now start to look at this guy who's rich and she goes, you know, money's not super important to me. Hypergamy starts optimizing for what's missing. Hypergamy starts wondering if that's the best she can do, if she can find a different guy with higher sexual market value, and now she bounces over to this guy. And now she wants a guy who's the social alpha and who's gathering a lot of attention even though he may not have life purpose or have anything going on for him. That's just how it works. You as a man need to understand your own character, your own archetype, and play your position accordingly. Now, taking this at a deeper level, what you have to do is you have to stop expecting women to love you. And this is like the hardest truth for guys to come to terms with. This was even something in my early 20s that was really hard for me to come to terms with because you know, you're used to hearing like fairy tales or movies about, uh, 
you know, uh, unconditional love, or you see how like, um, if a, a lot of guys too, same with a lot of women, a, a lot of, uh, people in general base their relationships and like, uh, either a male figure in their life or a female figure in their life based off of their mother and father, how they, uh, act in the world. That's kind of their, a lot of times people have that as their archetype. So if a, if a man sees that his mom always is nurturing and has unconditional love for him, he starts to expect that women are that way in the real world too. When it comes to dating, he learns in a quick hurry that that's not how it is. So you need to stop expecting women to love you. Women are not meant to love you and women are not wired to love you. They just aren't. They're not wired to love you. They're not, they're not meant to love you. Women are meant to optimize for their own survival. And that to them only means sticking with the guy that they view as satisfying hypergamy best. And the second that she doesn't have those butterflies in her emotions for him anymore, she will bounce over to the next dude or the next guy in line that she's been, you know, questioning if that's a better fit for her. That's just how it goes. So I'm going to tell you this just so you got some own reflection and some of my own narrative on this. The past 11 years that I've dated women, okay, all of them, the, the first thing you have to know is all of them have told me that they're different. So somewhere between dates one, two or three, they all say I'm different or I'm not like that. And then the second thing that they typically follow that up with is I'm not like most girls. All of them have said this, all of them in the past 11 years. Okay. I mean, all of them. So taking this at a deeper level, what I've noticed is that all of them that I've dated, they all in some way, shape or form feel that they're special. They all think that they're special, whether it be um, their beauty or whether it be their captivating personality that they tell themselves that they have or a way that they can um, be a good girlfriend and you know, the, the different things that they do for the guy that they're with, they all in some way, shape or form feel that they are special. Okay. Taking this at a deeper level, what I've noticed is that they're truthfully all when you date them, you're going to notice the majority of them are the same. Okay. You're going to notice they all have similar personality traits. They all respond to very similar things. Um, they all are turned off or unattracted to very similar things. And that's just how the world goes. So how she was raised is also irrelevant. And I'm going to give you an example of a tweet that I actually just put up yesterday. So excuse my language, but I go, I fucked liberal women. I fucked conservative women. I have fucked religious women. They all fuck. Enjoy the weekend. What you have to know is no matter what story you tell yourself, okay, um, no matter what narrative you try to paint a picture of, of why this specific girl is different because of how she was raised, you have to understand that attraction is something hardwired into every single individual on planet earth. And it's not something that somebody can change. So instead of just trying to look at the world as like each individual person is super special. Instead, you have to just get better at playing the game. And the better you get at playing the game, the, the better you get at just understanding how the world and human nature in general works. Okay. So at, at the same, okay. At the same point, every relationship will end or at some point, every relationship will end. This is what you have to know going into it. Every relationship has its run rate or it has its, it, it runs its course. And I've even said that to certain girls. You know, if they're super happy being with me, I'll just say to them straight up, I will say, you know, nothing great lasts forever. I will enjoy the moment while it, while it lasts. Cause that's true in life. The only moments you have is right then and there when you're with that girl, the second she leaves that date or leaves that interaction, that may be the last time that you see her. So sometimes you're together, but it still ended years ago. 
and I've even seen this with married couples. Okay, they're together, but it ended years ago. She has no more desire for him, and I'm going to explain what the typical run rate of a relationship looks like. You meet, and sparks fly. There's sparks, she likes you, there's chemistry. The third thing that typically happens is you guys start having sex, and then you guys enter into a relationship somewhere down the road, and now you're dating. Now what happens is she gets a feel for your personality and things day to day become routine. As things become routine, she no longer has the mental stimulation that she once had when she first met you because that newness or the, the new feeling of a new relationship wears off. Things go routine, now there's no sex. Now you get complacent or she gets complacent and complacency enters into the relationship. Number seven, typically rude behavior occurs because she's finding a reason to leave. And then number eight, she finds a reason to leave and it's over. So this is the entire process of almost how relationships become self-sabotaged and why you cannot expect a woman to love you. So I hope that I broke this down rationally and in a way that makes it easy to digest and comprehend. So that way you can see how the world actually is. And even if it's bitter and if it's uncomfortable, truthfully, the more you just accept this stuff, the better life gets. You know, because instead of trying to cling on to some fairy tale that doesn't exist, at least you're smart enough and competent enough to see the world how it is, accept the truth, and go and get results in the areas in life you want anyways. If you like this video, I want you to hit the like button, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you in the next one.